Hey guys, it's Pastor Scott, and I want to thank you so much for sharing this time together. My prayer always is that something said will fortify, strengthen, encourage, and equip us to become everything that we were created to be. We've been in a series now where we're actually uh, having conversations with other pastors in the local area, and I am so delighted to be able to share this time and uh, share this space with a brand new friend, but I know is going to be a good friend, uh, Pastor David Dyer. And he used to be the associate pastor at Oakwoods, right? Oakwoods Baptist. Right. And you are now at senior Fair pastor. Plains. Yeah, Fair Plains Baptist Church. Fair Plains Baptist Church. Right. So that is, that's just awesome. And uh, we, I'm sure that our paths have crossed, but now that we get to meet right. um, and just speaking with you for just a few moments, uh, I can tell you have a genuine love for God and a love for God's people. Yes. And so I, I just thank you so much for being here. Um, we, we were talking even before we hit record, and I wanted to just kind of pick that up. Um, you were reading some out of Ephesians chapter 4 right? and just sharing some of your thoughts behind that and I thought well, well that's that's too good to just mm. um, that's just too good to throw away and not you know make not be on the broadcast so um, if you wouldn't mind if you could just first of all greet the people and uh, maybe share a little bit from that passage of scripture I, th I think it would be great okay Scott thank you so much for having me I'm David Dyer and like you said I'm the Pastor up at Fair Plains Baptist Church here in North Wilkesboro. Uh, so very thankful to have served there for five years alongside of my brothers and sisters in Christ. God has been gracious and good. Um, I would say that the, the greatest thing that I sense the Lord doing right now in our midst, and I mean nationwide, of course, but especially in our community right now, you can sense it and see it right here, is that He is bringing His people together. Yeah. He is unifying the body of Christ. And we're finding our true identity uh, does not lie in our traditions or in our preconceived notions or even in our personal preferences, but our true identity comes through Christ and our adoption into His family as His children. Absolutely. And finally, the scales that have been on our eyes for decades are beginning to fall by the power of the Holy Spirit. We're beginning to see one another as brothers and sisters in Christ, as mm -hmm. opposed to competitors in the kingdom. There's no competition in the kingdom. Absolutely. Brother, Absolutely. We're, we're all seeking the kingdom together. Yeah. And so I, my heart and the heart of many, I know your heart, you wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't, is for the body of Christ to be unified. Yes. For the body to come together. We, we are one body, and it is time for the church to get her voice back. Yeah. We've had spiritual laryngitis <laughs> for a long time, brother. I hear you. Yes, and sir. we have we've failed the king. We have failed our king. We've been so caught up in, in our thing and what we're doing, uh, and we have forgotten our true purpose, which is to proclaim the gospel. Mm -hmm which is to proclaim repentance for the kingdom is at hand, which is what Jesus preached coming out of the wilderness. It's what John the Baptist preached in his ministry. Absolutely. And it's the message that you and I have been given to preach as well, yeah. that, that the kingdom is at hand, yeah. that the son is returning, and that now is the time for the bride to be at her best. Yes. And we're only at our best when we are unified in the name of Jesus. So I appreciate you asking me about that yeah. passage. I'll jump to it. It's Ephesians chapter 4. And I'll, I'll read those six verses if you want sure, me to. Absolutely. I'd love to. These are, these are my life verses yeah. right here, brother. 
Uh, Paul writes this starting in verse 1 of chapter 4 in Ephesians. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, forbearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Mm -hmm. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Seven ones. The seven ones. The seven ones. That's yeah. what you and I have in common. Yeah. That's what we have in common with every follower of Christ on planet Earth, no matter what color they are, no matter what language they speak, no matter where they were born, no matter what their background or experience, whether they got saved yesterday or 50 years ago, we have those seven ones in common. Absolutely. Yeah. What an excellent way to say that, too. I appreciate the fact when you, you talked about how um, we are becoming one and, and perhaps it's taken perhaps it's taken this degree of pressure mm. to just sort of squeeze us and you know I think it was Paul that said I travail t- till Christ be formed in you and, yes. and there's some pressure in formation mm-hmm. um, I think we've done the modern church maybe a little disservice um, in not talking about not only the power of his resurrection, mm-hmm. but the fellowship of his that's suffering, right. because that's, right. that's um, that is so important mm-hmm. to developing character. That's right. And you know, Jesus didn't always promise we'd be comfortable. He no. gave us a comforter. Yes. But he didn't promise that we would always be comfortable. But he is working his character. Yes. Inside of each and every one of us, and so I appreciate that, and especially when. When we can see that our message is far more similar mm-hmm. than it is different, amen. And we have, in times past, focused so much on the differences mm. that, like you said, we've we've seen we've seen the fruit of that different message. It's produced a a weak bride, an anemic. That's right. An anemic church, and we're to be a glorious church. We're to be a powerful church. So That's right. I think that everything that's happening right now. I believe that it is for our good. Absolutely. You know, things, whether it's God sent, I don't know, but it's but it's God meant Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it is working for our good. That's right. Um, With everything that's going on right now, it just seems to be a powder keg. And I and I know I know that there is frustration. There's weariness. Told somebody the other day when you basically have been told it almost feels like you're parents when they would tell you to go to your room you know right and we've just been socially distanced that i fear that we might become you know we might be becoming disconnected mm-hmm. i don't i don't think you know i understand social distancing but i don't ever want us to be disconnected right um how are you navigating through this and and how are you helping mm-hmm. your people Right. to navigate through right. this because I know let me just say this we've done a we've been better at doing church than doing life right and this is where we get to literally lead them into how to do life how to be better parents be better husbands better wives better in the community how, how are you handling this I agree with what you said a moment ago about pressure and uh, I believe that God uses pressure to prepare his people Um, You're mindful there, the night before his crucifixion, Jesus went to the Garden of Gethsemane, and that word means a place of pressure. Yeah, that's right. Uh, It's the press. God God used that place to prepare his son 
for what was going to happen in the following hours. He, th- Jesus needed t- that time so that he could fulfill the will of the Father to perfection. The flesh, you see, it was, was weak. The flesh did not want to face the crucifixion. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, the, the flesh has no interest in suffering. Yeah. But the, the Spirit wanted to fulfill the will of the Father to perfection. And pressure perfects the will of the Father in our heart. It does. God uses that to yeah. prepare us for the work ahead. And the wonderful thing is, is that without that pressure, without that hardship, without that suffering, we're not going to be able to see it through. We're not going to be able to fulfill the will of the Father. Yeah. Uh, we need this. This is good for the church. Absolutely. Uh, the flesh Absolutely. wants to run from this. God has taught me uh, one thing specifically through this, is that in any circumstance, you can do one of two things. You can either learn from it or run from it. Yeah. You're either going to learn from what's going on. You're either going to be strengthened in your faith. You're going to be built up. Mm-hmm. You're going to be brought closer to the Lord. You're going to become more dependent on Him or you're going to run from it and retreat and cower in the corner and just mm-hmm. wait till the storm passes by, right? God has no interest in us waiting for the storm to pass by. He wants us to get out in the storm and speak our faith against it. Yeah. He wants us to live against the grain, against the prevailing winds with the voice of the bride of Christ. Yeah. We have all that we need to sure. overcome and remain victorious. Sure, absolutely. Uh, you're talking about how are we helping our people navigate through this time the solution is always going to be the same Uh, ages change cultures change Um, the ideas and ways of men change but the path of righteousness remains the same and that is number one people have to be filled with the spirit of God and number two people have to be full of the word of God Number three, people have to be willing to serve together. Mm-hmm. That's, that has been his prescription for his people mm-hmm. since the beginning of the church, for people to be full of his presence in their life, not full of fear, not full of anxiety, yeah. not full of uh, man's solutions to their problems, but full of God. And then we've got to be full of the Word. If there's ever been a time for people to race back to their Bibles, and open them up and meditate on the scriptures and let God pour his promises into their hearts. Uh, this is that time. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have to be together. We, we, you, you will not experience the success that God has for you if you try to go it alone. Absolutely. We Absolutely. are members of the body. Yeah. I'm only a member. Yeah. So I have to play my part. If I want the body to succeed, I have to play my part and I have to encourage others to do it as well. You were talking about equipping earlier. That's our calling. Yeah. As shepherds, our calling is to equip the saints. Yes. Yeah. That if, yeah. For me to play my part, I am not doing enough if I am walking in obedience but not challenging others to do the same. Right. I am only playing my part, fulfilling my calling if I am equipping the saints. And so we are intentionally um, full throttle pouring the Word of God out into the lives of our people in every way that we can. We're just putting Scripture after Scripture, truth after truth, verse after verse in front of them so that they've got something to take in instead of what they're getting 
from the world. The world has plenty of solutions mm -hmm. that it wants us to accept. We're seeing that right now. Yeah. Yeah. But God's ways are far different than man's. God's solutions are eternal solutions. Man's solutions are always going to be temporary. Yeah. He can't see any further than what's happening around him right at this very moment. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking that when you said that, that scripture in Proverbs, there's a way yes. that seemeth right to a man. That's but, right. You know, but but the end thereof is is obviously death and destruction. That's and right. right. You know, it seems like uh, it seems like the world offers a thousand answers for one problem, mm -hmm. and yes. God always offers one answer for any and every problem. And, Amen. And you're exactly right. Amen. Um, you know, I was thinking John the Baptist when you mentioned that and and how he was he was actually in the wilderness. I love the fact that John the Baptist did not change his message to no you know to adapt to the temple that's right um he stayed true to his message that's even right. if it meant that he had to change locations that's right and the audience actually followed him mm -hmm. he he was the introduction of what we would call a new normal mm -hmm. um and you know that's a that's a phrase that's you know really getting a lot of traction right now right. um we know that the church and when I say the church, obviously it's not, you know, we're not a monolithic group. We're not a monolithic people. Right. Um, there's so many different expressions, and I love that. That's okay. There's a river. I quote this often. There's a river that the streams thereof mm -hmm. make glad the city of God. We're all different streams, but we're part of one river. Sure. Um, but since we're not a monolithic group where there's one voice and, you know, one answer. Right. Um, where do you see the church moving as we move mm -hmm. into what people are calling a new normal? You know, somebody said, well, we're never going to get back to the way it was. Well, I don't, uh, some of that I think is okay. I think we right. got a little stale anyway. We were. You know, but uh, where, do, where do you see us moving? I, I want to agree with what you just said. It is not in the heart of the Father for the people of God to seek a return to what we had before. Mm -hmm. Uh, faith only moves forward. Yeah, that's great. That's right. Faith never goes in reverse. Now, fear will move you backwards. Mm -hmm. A fear of what's coming next, a fear of what's going to have to change, a fear of getting out of my comfort zone, a fear of being challenged, a fear of being transformed, yeah. a fear of living life differently. Uh, that's going to move me back. I will regress and, and I'll say, well, let me go back to my home base to familiar territory. Yeah, familiarity. <laughs> right, right. right. Yeah. But faith will not allow you to do that. Yeah. Faith, faith says, I will cast my eyes on that which is above. I will pursue the kingdom. I will fix my eyes on my Savior. And wherever he leads, that's where I'm going. Yeah. And he, Jesus, as many times as you read through the Gospels, Jesus never did a U-turn, brother. Yeah. He never made a U-turn. Yeah. He always knew where he was going and it was never back. Yeah. He was going forward. You know, I've, I've said this many times, that the, the heart craves mm -hmm. newness. Mm-hmm. But the mind craves sameness. Right, right. Because it, because it loves the familiar. Because familiar right. is predictable. Yes. Um, but but God has shown us in so many different times in so many different ways. You know, remember not the former things. Mm -hmm. if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. That's old right. things are passed That's right. away. That's he's right. not going to put new wine in old wineskins. We we've got enough scriptural ammunition That's that right. we shouldn't be taken off guard by this. That's right. Um, but I love the fact that you know. And, and maybe you can comment on this because I've heard people try to try to tell me um, 
you know, that they're wrestling with, you know, their faith and, mm-hmm. and being afraid. And I've told them it's okay to be afraid. Yeah. Matter of fact, if, if you weren't afraid, you wouldn't need to summon courage. Right. There's a difference between being afraid and being fearful. Sure. Uh, David said, what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. Right. But, but being full of fear, that, that makes your decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you tell people it's okay to you know, break through okay. the temporary being afraid, but that doesn't mean that fear is going to govern you, right? So I love this conversation. This is probably one of the most predominant conversations that I have with individuals when they come into my office when we're doing counseling, whether it's marriage counseling, whether it's uh, personal issues, whether it's unforgiveness, uh, addiction, no matter what it is, we always end up at this spot, what you're talking about, mm. is is a person's uh, instinctive desire to, to have something that they're familiar with, that mm. sameness. That is the flesh's desire to fulfill something that only God can fulfill. And I like to explain it like this. What they're really hungry for, what we're all really hungry for that God wants is stability. Mm-hmm. You see, God wants us to have stability. How many right. times in Scripture is He our fortress, yeah. our rock, our help, our Tower. strength? Yeah. Our, that's yeah. right. Absolutely. You see, we yeah. need stability. But I don't have to have the same circumstances yeah. to have stability. I don't have to have the old, what used to be comfortable, what I'm familiar with, Mm-hmm. To have stability. Our stability comes in our relationship with Christ. So I can enter into an entirely new atmosphere and environment. I can move to another country. I can go to another job. I can worship in a different way, whether it's outside, inside, mm-hmm. or online. I can do those things because I still have my stability. Right. right. The the stability that we have in Christ enables us to to journey through all these other things as they are changing, but it does not change our stability. Right. Uh, it, things may shift around. Our our world, our circumstances right now, our culture is shifting around us, but the stability of the Christian, if they'll rely on it, right, right. is unshaken. Yeah. Unshaken. So the, the way that I love to encourage people who are trying to, as, as you say, navigate mm-hmm. through this is to remind them of the things that are still the same, the things that have remained stable. And the heart of the Father is unchanged. The Word of God is just as sure as it's ever been. The promises of God are still in effect. The Spirit of God is still present in His people. The will of God is still needed to be accomplished. And the kingdom of God is still on its way. That's our stability. Then you add to that the layers of the people of God that we have relationship with. We, on top of the stability that we have in Christ, He has given us brothers and sisters to walk with. Mm-hmm. So we are on this stable ground together. Yeah. It's not that I'm, you know, stable on an island. Right, right. I'm stable amongst the brethren. Sure. Absolutely. And and God is honored when we will. We spend so much time focusing on what's changing and what's different when we should spend far more time focusing on that which remains the same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, An eternal perspective. Yeah. An eternal perspective.